Inflation reaches an all-time high in the last 30 years. Gas prices are soaring, and this may be our most expensive holiday season ever. What does that mean for you, and what can you do about it? Hint, sitting back and doing nothing is a bad idea. This is The Dima Show. This is The Dima Show. Dima Show. A unique perspective on entrepreneurship, real estate, business, finance, politics, and current events with a big dose of common sense. Warning. Warning. If you're easily offended, this is not the podcast for you. Listen at your own risk. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, let's chat inflation, and that is the topic of the day. So unless you've been kind of uh, sitting under a rock, you've probably seen that uh, inflation is the hot topic of conversation on news channels, podcasts, YouTube videos, and all kinds of stuff. Now, the interesting thing is, you know, most people don't really understand uh, inflation or how it affects them in their personal lives. I'm definitely going to get into that on the video today, but I just wanted to chat with you and, and ask you a couple questions as to, you know, what's going on in the country with inflation and what you're probably seeing. So, you know, ultimately what happens when there's inflation is that the cost of goods gets more expensive and that hits most people in the pocketbook, but there's also some additional uh, ramifications of that. And so everyday lives, you know, things like gas and uh, groceries and all of that kinds of stuff gets a lot more expensive. And believe it or not, you know, when you hear someone like Joe Biden say, uh, there's going to be no taxes on anyone that's making under $400,000 a year. You've probably heard that. Well, the reality is that inflation might be a bigger tax than anything else, because if the price of goods and services goes up, for example, 5 or 6%, and your wages stay the same, that's a 5 or 6% tax. And so, you know, in your everyday life, have you noticed that change? We've all probably noticed it in the gas pumps. I'm here in Texas where we moved a few months ago. If you've been uh, following along and paying attention to the show, you know that. And so uh, here in Texas, even, you know, I remember when we visited last December, we were thinking about moving. Gas prices were like in the mid $2. California was probably at that time uh, in the low $4 range. Well, fast forward, and now I'm seeing gas prices here in Texas even at uh, $3, you know, over $3. Everyone here in the studio is looking at me saying, yes, I'm seeing the same thing. <laughs> um, and, and that's annoying. I don't like it. Uh, but uh, in California, I'm getting pictures from friends of gas prices in the, you know, five, six, some coastal areas up north, maybe eight, nine dollars a gallon. Uh, and that is just crazy, you guys. I mean, for an average family, um, that's probably the, the biggest issue. So, you know, really the, the other question when you look at it is, you know, if you own your own home and you have a mortgage, that's a really good thing. Because if you owe uh, a debt to someone, for example, and inflation is increasing um, the pace at which things are getting more expensive, you know, that interest rate is looking better and better. So those of you who followed our real estate advice over the last year and bought, bought, bought at those amazing low rates should be really excited. But then the question is, what do you do about it? What do you do about uh, this inflation situation and the inflationary uh, economy that we're in right now? Because if you just sit back and do nothing, leave your cash in your suitcase or leave your cash in your in the bank account at um, you know zero percent or one percent or whatever, that cash is going to continue to get eroded, and that's really what I'm going to talk about 
on the show today. And I wanted to give you some some exclusive content here for sure and have a chat about that with you. And if there's anything that I can help you out with, please do reach out if you have additional questions on this, because you know when there's high inflation in the market, that is definitely a very, very bad thing. And if that continues, then that continues to uh, erode your dollar. And it disproportionately, by the way, affects low and middle income folks. And and I want to touch on that a little bit more as well. So I I hate to harp on it, but when we go back to uh, Joe Biden uh, or uh, Brandon, as as we might call him, what do you guys think? Is that fine? So uh, when we go back to him saying that uh, there's going to be no taxes raised on people that earn under $400,000. Well, guys, that's total bullshit because when you look at inflation, that directly impacts low and middle income families, disproportionately so. And so it really is a tax because what happens is, you know, if someone's wealthy, guys, let's face it, if someone's wealthy, um, an extra $100 a month or $200 a month in gas prices is not really going to put a dent in their pocketbook, right? If milk goes from, I don't even know what milk costs, you guys, what does milk cost? I have no clue. Uh, You know, let's say $5 a a gallon or something. Uh, If it goes from $5 to $6, someone who's wealthy, not really going to matter that much. But if you're living on a, a tighter budget, low middle income, then that has a huge effect on you. You add it all up, it's $200, $300, $400 a month, and all of a sudden, you know, that extra discretionary income that you have really starts to erode. You can't invest, you can't save, and that leads to a whole bunch of other issues. So the moral of the story, you guys, here is most people, when they do surveys of this stuff, will say that... Um, Republicans, and this isn't a political video, but we'll say that Republicans, I always make that caveat, by the way, and then I talk about political shit. Um, but anyway, the caveat is that, you know, when you when you go to vote, guys, when you're electing politicians, look at their policies and decide, hey, which policy is going to help me financially, socially, whatever issues are important to you. Right. And so when you look at the polls, they will generally say that people trust Republicans more with fiscal policy. I mean, everyone, Democrats, independents, Republicans. Right. Uh, and when you look at the economy, for example, under uh, Donald Trump, you know, the unemployment rate was low, uh, inflation was low and all of those things because the policies uh, created that. Now, people didn't like the tweets and all this other stuff and whatever. But at the end of the day, when you look at Joe Biden's policies, hate to say it, but they've always been terrible, always in the in the entire 40, 50 years that that he has been in office, in elected office, policies have always been bad. And so um, this shouldn't come as a surprise, you guys, that this is happening. But what I want to do on this show is I want to help you prepare and I want to help you do things that will allow you and your family to thrive in any economic climate. With that being said, let's rock and roll and get into the meat and potatoes. Hey guys, but before we do that, if you like what you're hearing and you're getting value from this show, please be sure to give me a five-star review so that it's shared with more people. And now, back to the show. This, my friends, is a $1 bill. 
and it is worth way less today than it was just one year ago, maybe even just one month ago, because inflation is skyrocketing. And on today's show, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to share what's going on in the economy. And most importantly, I'm going to tell you what you could and need to do about it right now, because if you do nothing, you are going to be in big trouble. This is The Dima Show. Let's go. All right, my friends, so let's get to the heart of this. What is inflation and what can you do about it? So look, if you've been following along, like I said, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that inflation is at its highest moment in 30 years, 6.2%. And what that means is that's a measure of something called the consumer price index, which is a measure of the price of goods and services year over year. And so what that means, like I mentioned at the beginning, is that dollar that was worth a dollar last year is now essentially worth 6.2% less. If you look at it another way, on average, when you take an entire basket of goods and services, we're talking you know, energy, food, all this other stuff, it's it's 6.2% more expensive. That is a very, very high number. You know, inflation usually averages somewhere in that 2 to 3% range. Something like that is pretty normal. You start getting above that, and what happens is things get very expensive. Now, what has caused inflation? Well, in this case, there's a plethora of factors. You know, number one, there's been a lot of money printed by the United States over the last year and a half. In fact, I believe the majority of the money in circulation now has been printed over the last couple of years. That's pretty crazy, right, guys? But that is what's going on. Now, when there's more money in circulation, that money is worth less. Not worthless, but worth less. Think about it, guys. If you had $100 and you were rationing it out and you knew that it needed to last you for a month, let's say, you would be really cautious with that 100 bucks. Now, if I suddenly handed you an extra $1,000 for free, what would happen? You would get a lot more frivolous with that money, right? Because you're like, well, instead of 100 I now have 1000 Think about that on a national level. That is what has happened. So much money has been printed that people now have a lot of money. They want to go out and spend it. Add to that the fact that we have all of these supply chain issues while our um, uh, infrastructure person, what's infrastructure secretary, whatever his name is, is on uh, paternity leave for like two months, right? So all of these infrastructure issues that we have cause supply to go down. There's not as many goods available. So when you combine these two things, it's kind of like the perfect storm for inflation. Less stuff available, more money chasing that same stuff, prices go up, right? You can apply that to really anything you want. Cars, I recently bought a car, right? There's less cars available. There's more money chasing those cars. Price of cars skyrockets. So that's essentially common sense bottom line what inflation is. Now, what can you do about it? This is ultimately the crux of the video, guys. So if you've dozed off a little bit, come back in here. If you started looking at your social media, get off of that stuff and come over here and check out the show because here's the bottom line on what you can do. And ultimately, guys, it's up to you. Don't wait for the government to do something about inflation. Yes, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. It could be the right thing. It could be the wrong thing. But I want you to take some action. I want you to leave this show and really take some action for you and your family on inflation. So if you have a mortgage, if you bought a house, if you listened to us over the last year or two in real estate and you bought a house and you locked in a really low interest rate, I want you to give yourself a big round of applause or pat yourself on the back. Here's why. As inflation goes up and you have that really low 25 or 3% interest rate, 
you're in a good spot because you're paying less than inflation is increasing the price of that house and all of those things. And so historically, real estate has been an exceptional hedge against inflation. And guys, there are other hedges against inflation and other things that you can do. First, I want to tell you what you shouldn't do. I already told you real estate is great. And by the way, if you haven't purchased real estate yet, now is still a great time. Look, if you're seeing all this inflation, yes, prices are going up, but interest rates are still low. So if you can lock in a low rate, 30-year fixed mortgage, for example, 3%, 4%, still less than inflation, you're doing great. And now you have an asset that's going to appreciate in value. So you're going to reap the rewards of all of that stuff. So real estate, real estate, real estate. What else can you do against inflation? Well, historically, gold is also a good hedge against inflation. I am personally not a big fan of gold because, hey, gold bars are really heavy. Now, you don't have to buy gold bars and store them at your house. You can buy ETFs. You can buy things like that where you don't actually have to store the gold. But in my opinion, it's a little bit more antiquated of an investment. But hey, if you like gold, go for it. I once went to an event where Robert Kiyosaki was speaking, the rich dad, poor dad guy. Uh, This was probably five, six years ago. He said the end of the world is coming. Maybe he meant the um, uh, two weeks to slow the spread thing. Uh, But uh, he said, buy gold and buy ammo. And that was his big, big message. And maybe at that point I should have listened. But anyhow, if gold is your thing, cool. But I want to give you one other thing, and that is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. Now, I in the past, and you can check this out either you know on the YouTube channel, was not a fan of Bitcoin. However, starting in January of last year, when this whole thing happened and went down and the government started printing insane amounts of money, I did more research and I really came to the conclusion that Bitcoin was going to be an amazing hedge against inflation. Why? Unlike the dollar that I showed you at the beginning of this video, you cannot print more Bitcoin. There's a limited supply. So fiat currency, the dollar or whatever, you can print as much of that as you want. The government wakes up one day and says, I'm going to print more money. Great. No one's going to stop you. But Bitcoin, the algorithm, the mathematical formula only allows a certain amount of Bitcoin to ever be in existence, 21 million to be exact. So because of the limited supply, the more demand you have of Bitcoin, the higher that price gets, right? And they're releasing more Bitcoin. It gets a little more complicated um, algorithmically. But in any event, I started purchasing Bitcoin back in January of last year because of that, because of what I saw was going on and it really made sense to me. And so if you know nothing about cryptocurrency, if you know nothing about Bitcoin, I want you to check out the link that I have for you to read a book called Inventing Bitcoin. It's absolutely free. You could check it out. And if you want to start investing in Bitcoin as little or as much as you want, there are great ways to do that and even out the volatility because a lot of people um, have issues with the volatility. I have interviewed um, great people about Bitcoin. You can find those uh, things on my social channels here. But I believe that between Bitcoin and real estate, those are two amazing hedges against inflation. And and that those are the things that I am doing. And that is where I am putting my money for the next few years, if not longer. So if you're not in those spaces, make sure you check those out. And again, don't just leave your money in a savings account that's earning you 0% interest. Worse yet, don't just leave your cash in your mattress. 
So, my fellow Americans, what does the future look like in a high inflationary market? Short answer is not good. Inflation, despite uh, the article by MSNBC, I think the headline of that was why inflation is good for you. What a bunch of nonsense. Um, inflation is not good. See, inflation erodes the dollar. And I know I'm talking about, you know, what is inflation, all that kind of stuff. But if we look at what the future holds, if we sustain a high inflationary economy and situation, what ends up happening is essentially not good stuff and mostly not good stuff for low to income families. And so again, I hate to harp on this, but when you go back to the campaign promises of, you know, no additional taxes for people making under $400,000, that is just not true. You got to wave the bullshit card on that, guys, because inflation erodes that dollar, right? And so what I mean is if you if this keeps going, and let's just say you see double-digit inflation like we saw in the 70s, right? So let's say you have 10% inflation, and that continues year over year. On a compounding basis, again, that dollar that you have is now worth 70 cents, 60 cents, 50 cents. So that wreaks havoc for most people on their savings, on their accounts, uh, on all of the things that they do, on purchasing power, really, which is the most important part. Ultimately, that could lead an economy into a lot of really dire things and possibly even a collapse when you kind of fast forward that. So it's really the government's job at this point and the Federal Reserve's job that controls monetary policy to do something about it. I will tell you what is not the answer. What is not the answer is printing more money. So there was recently a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill that was passed. Not a good thing when you're trying to curb inflation. So the short answer is I don't know the answer as to what will happen. It's all going to depend on what our government does, the, the um, inflationary policies that they take out and that they do. But I will tell you one thing, denying it and saying that it's temporary is really not the answer. And so ultimately, guys, it's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to our families to do something about it for us. Don't expect the government to help you out here because all of their policies are going in the right, or I'm sorry, all of their policies are going in the wrong direction. So guys, the moral of the story here is it's all up to you. And in fact, that's probably the moral of a lot of my videos if you've watched them in a lot of my shows, because it's up to you to make it happen. Thanks for tuning in to The Dima Show. If you got value from this podcast, do me a favor and share it with someone you know or give me a shout out on your social channels and be sure to tag me so I can thank you. Also, throw in a five-star review wherever you're listening so that the show is shared with more people. I'll catch you on the next episode. Dima out. This has been The Dima Show. All information and content provided is for informational purposes only, and you should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Bye-bye.